What's going on, man? Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to the basement. I'm Ron. Today, we're going to go over my top three trade targets for week eight. Now, the, the way that I came together with this list is there's this tool that comes out on Reddit every week. I actually think it's a great resource. It's the trade value chart that comes out with Reddit. It's like a, it's like a composite of fantasy pros and all these different websites. So I looked at that list, that chart, and I identified three guys that I thought were values on that chart. So I think it's a good way to kind of exploit the market a little bit, find guys that are kind of being valued too low by the community and by consensus. Now, before I get into that, make sure you go down below and comment any questions you have, whether that's start sick questions, trade questions, waiver wire questions. I love responding to all of your guys' questions. I love helping your guys' teams. I want anybody that's watching this channel, subscribe to this channel to do well in their leagues. While you're down there, leave a like and subscribe, man. And before I go on any longer, let's get straight to the video, man. Let's go. The first player that I'm trying to buy everywhere is Tyler Lockett. And I think that he's still just kind of getting disrespected. I know he had that big boom week. He just had 15 catches for like 200 yards and three touchdowns against the Cardinals on Sunday night. And I think everybody's still fucking disrespecting my boy Tyler Lockett. He's wide receiver 13 on registered trade value chart. For me, he's a firm wide receiver one. I don't even understand how he's outside the top 12. I know he's wide receiver 13. I know that's technically, he's technically a wide receiver one. He's like a fringe wide receiver one. I think he's a firm wide receiver one. For me, after Michael Thomas, Hopkins, Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, and Devontae Adams, I think... Firmly in that conversation is guys like Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett for me is like a top eight wide receiver. And I don't see how he still isn't getting respected like that among the consensus. So I know that he did just have a big boom week and we don't want to buy high, but we can buy at market price if he's still being undervalued at wide receiver 13. Now, this offense has always been one that's run heavy. It's not the most passive offense, but this year it's different. Chris Carson, he's been banged up. And they're finally letting Russ cook. Whether that's because of Chris Carson or not, I think that kind of just plays into it. But they've been averaging 39.3 pass plays per game, which is ninth in the league. And they have an awful defense. Jamal Adams has been hurt. And their defense is 28th in defensive DVOA and allowing the 10th most points per game. So with that shitty defense, usually that Seahawks defense, they've had they've had a sick defense. Remember, they had Legion of Boom. You had Sherman. You had Browner, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, Bobby Wagner. They had a sick defense. But now it's all kind of fell apart. It's literally just Bobby Wagner and... Just whoever, I know they just got Carlos Dunlap today, but I'm really not, that's not saving the defense. I know Jamal Adams will come back. The defense will get slightly better, but it's still going to be league bottom. They're still going to pass plenty of times. And here's the thing too, DK Metcalf, I know he's in that same wide receiver group and I know that that's scary, but Lockett's getting wide receiver one volume. It's not like he's just being like hyper efficient, doing the most of the, not a lot of targets. He's seventh in the league in target share with 27.8% of the target share in Seattle. And he's top 10 in targets with 58 right now. That's top 10 in targets with 58 with one less game play than the rest of the playing field. On a per game basis, I'm pretty sure that's like a top seven number. So for me with Tyler Lockett, you're getting him at a wide receiver 13 price. Personally, give me Russ's wide receiver one. I know I know a lot of you guys love that boy DK Metcalf. I love DK Metcalf too, but I think when it comes down to it, I would say Tyler Lockett's probably like the 1A. It's pretty close with whoever it is, but give me one of the alpha wide receivers in an offense with Russell Wilson during his MVP season. Russell Wilson, he's going to win MVP this year. This is going to be an insane season. And right now, Russell Wilson's on pace to break the passing touchdown record. Right now, he's on pace for 58. The, the record is 55. And on top of that, Tyler Lockett has been the wide receiver two so far in 0.5 PPR points per game, averaging 19.8. So like I said, this feels like a buy high, but he's a, he's wide receiver two. And if this Reddit trade value chart is, is truly true and everybody values him around wide receiver 13, he's a must buy because to me, he's top eight. The next guy on this list of guys I'm trading for is going to be Miles Sanders. And this is a trade that you want to make if you're 6-1, and 7-0. Oh. If you're sitting at a good record, the playoff spot is pretty much locked in. 
because if you're if you're fighting for that playoff spot, you really don't want to trade for an injured player. But I think Miles Sanders is probably my favorite injured running back to target right now. He's the RB13 in Reddit's trade value chart. And I think once he comes back, he's going to be a top eight option. So to, to get a top eight running back and just, just have him sit for two games, because he's going to be, he's hurt this week. He's probably going to sit out. He's probably going to sit out this week and then you'll sit out that bye week and then you'll get him in week 10. But let's zoom out. Let's look at what he was doing from weeks two to five. He got hurt in week one. He got hurt in week six. I know he's been kind of injury prone, but I like the idea of he sat out last week. He's probably going to sit out this week. I hope he does. And then he sits out the bye week. That's three weeks to get fresh. Then you have him from weeks 10 through 16. But in those weeks, two to five, he averaged 18.25 touches per game, 103.25 yards per game, 0.75 touchdowns, 15.7 fantasy points per game. And he was the RB10 during that span. Now, RB10 doesn't really add up because I just said I just said that he's going to be the RBA or a top eight running back moving forward. Well, if he was the only uh, the RB10 during that span of weeks, how is he going to be a the RBA. But here's the thing. He was a top 10 running back during a brutal stretch. Those four games were against the 49ers, Rams, and Steelers. He only had one opponent that was not in the top seven in allowing the least amount of fantasy points to opposing running backs. If you combine those four defenses, so Cincinnati, the Niners, Rams, and Steelers, that would be the eighth best defense in opposing fantasy points per game allowed to running backs. So these were elite, elite defenses against the run, against opposing running backs, and Miles Sanders was still the RB10. So how does that back half look? Let's say he sits out week eight, he sits out week nine because of bye, he comes back in week 10. Well, in that last stretch of seven games, three out of those seven games are against bottom 12 teams and fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs. Those are easy cakewalk matchups, those which he hasn't seen before. So those are going to be three. One of them is going to be a blow-up game, and he, he's shown that he's matchup-proof what he did before, and now he gets light defenses in the back end of the season while you're trying to win in the fantasy playoffs. So I think that he's a, a great buy for teams that are trying to build for the playoffs. You go you go and grab Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, he, he was hurt week one. Now he's hurt now. A guy with Miles Sanders probably isn't doing so well in the season. So maybe you go, you hit that guy up. You say, hey, hey, boss, I, I know that you're struggling a little bit. Let me get Miles Sanders. Let me give you... Let me give you a Todd Gurley or something like that. So, you know, you can make a deal like that where you you give a win now type of player for, for a more high-end player that's hurt. You, could, you guys could see, like, some shitty-ass water bottles and a weird cup in the bottom right. Yo, that's my bad. I cleaned up the setup a little bit. Now I'm a little bit... I think I was even a little bit more centered onto the Penny Hardaway jersey. Maybe I'm a little bit more in between the two jerseys. Who knows? I know you guys came here for the content. You guys didn't come for the pretty shit. But we got the studio lights. I kind of... I want to touch it up a little bit here, boys. But I want to look a little bit presentable. But as always, we come here for the content. You come here to win your leagues. And the last trade target I have for today is Le'Veon Bell. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. This is extremely, like, speculative. This is... There's not a lot of data for me to go off of because Le'Veon Bell hasn't played a lot this year. We've only seen him in a really bad offense on the Jets with Adam Gase. We haven't seen him since he was on the Steelers. And even that Steelers Le'Veon Bell, are we sure that that even is a Le'Veon Bell we know right now? So this is a lot of guessing. This is a lot of this is a lot of like predicting. But I, I saw my RB29 on the Reddit trade value chart. And for me, that's just too low. This is a running back of Le'Veon Bell's caliber on the Chiefs who are going to score a lot of points. We know they just they just put up like 39, 40 points in the snow. This is a team that scores points, and I want a running back on that team. For me personally, I think he's in like the 17 to 21 range. I think he's a back-end RB2 instead of a mid-range RB3, like he's being valued right now. The numbers I can look at are the touch distribution from Sunday. We have CEH who had 51.1% snap share with nine touches. That 51.1% snap share was the lowest he's had on the season, and that was just in game one with Le'Veon Bell. The, the previous lowest was like 60% on the Las Vegas game. Then you have Daryl Williams. He has 27.8% snap share, seven touches. Then you have Le'Veon Bell, 34% snap share with six touches. That's only a difference, nine, seven, six touches. For me, I think that Daryl Williams number with seven touches 
is going to go all the way down to probably like less than three or two. And we're going to see Le'Veon Bell eat into Williams, and he's also going to eat a little bit into CEH. I think I think over these next few weeks, we're going to see CEH hover around 50% snap share. Le'Veon Bell is going to be about 45, 50% snap share. And then Williams is going to be under 5% snap share, under 10% snap share, probably, in my opinion. Now, with that said, the, the Chiefs running back with a 45% to 50% snap share, like Le'Veon Bell, who's getting touches, to me, I, I just can't discount that at RB29. And you have to remember that if CEH was to go down with some kind of injury, injury like uh, Nick Chubb just did, he would be the de facto Kareem Hunt in that offense. So you have to factor that into your evaluation of Le'Veon Bell going forward. So to me, like I said, he's a he's a mid-range, he's like a back-end RB2. I would trade for him just for the simple fact that he's Le'Veon Bell, he's on the Chiefs, Andy Reid's going to scheme up that offense. He had zero catches on Sunday. We're never going to see that again with Le'Veon Bell. He's probably going to get way more catches in that offense. He's going to score points. I think he's a great add in, the, in fantasy right now. I think he's a great trade target. If people value him at RB29, I know people that haven't been held on to him since he was on the Jets are probably going to be a little bit more reluctant. But if if around the industry, the consensus truly is RB29, this is the guy I'm going to go out and grab. Because I know a lot of people use this tool on Reddit. I know a lot of people respect the Reddit trade value chart. I think it's a great tool myself, but I think that this is just a little bit too low on Le'Veon Bell. So I think he's a great trade target for wherever you are in the season. But I would say you want to have more of a winning record because I think Le'Veon Bell's true value is going to get unlocked in like, two, three weeks when he finally settles into the offense, learns the whole playbook. If you made it this far, man, I appreciate it. Make sure you go down below and subscribe. And while you're down there, comment. Let me know what you think about the setup, man. We got the we got the studio lights coming in. I had my boys hook me up with it. We got the, the jerseys in the background. I know, I, I think I'm a little bit off right now still. I tried to get the waters out of the back. But let me know how you guys like the setup. You guys want anything else going on in the background. And let me know if you guys have any recommendations for future videos. I know I'm about to, if it doesn't drop today, it's gonna drop probably tomorrow. My, uh, my new show I'm doing on this channel, but there's a lot of exciting stuff going on in this channel, man. And as always, you can find me on Twitter, and I'll see you in the next one.